Hey everyone, uh, welcome to episode five of Cloud Conversations with Rue and Pete. I'm Rue, that's Pete. Uh, Pete, how are you? I'm great, Rue. How are you, my uh, my good friend, my, um, my, my bearded partner in crime? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm all good. I'm even better now that I've had all the uh, security and compliance exam results come through, so that's uh, that's kind of made my day getting getting that news and finally finding out that that's all under the bridge and I can forget about it for another two years. <laughs> amazing, amazing, well done indeed. I'm so jealous because I've not done any of the new exams yet and uh, I've not had time, but I need to get to them. But um, I'm seeing everyone doing it on LinkedIn and Twitter and their, their lovely shiny new badges and oh, I want those, so I've got to get to it. But um, yeah, absolutely great. And um, we are absolutely delighted to welcome our guest on episode five today of Cloud Conversations with Ruben Pete. Our, our wonderful guest is uh, Carolina Katakari. Um, welcome to you. How are you today? Thank you. I'm awesome today. Fantastic. It's really well, really well. Uh, it's really lovely of you to join us today. So um, let, let, let's dive in and, and get to know you a bit better. Tell us, would you please tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, where are you from? Uh, what do you do? And how have you got to where you are today? Oh, awesome. So I'm Karolina Kettakari and I'm from Finland. I'm at my kitchen at the moment <laughs> because yeah, we are all working from home for some strange reason. <laughs> and um, I'm working as a modern work lead at a Finnish company called Metlik. And basically, everything I do revolves around Microsoft Teams and uh, improving internal communications, developing teamwork with the help of Teams and everything you find in Microsoft 365. And um, how I got here today? Well, um, you asked me to be here. <laughs> and I'm very delighted to be here today. Good so. answer, good answer. Um, yes, we did indeed invite you here today. Um, brilliant answer, I love that. <laughs> so I know that you absolutely love to talk about modern workplace. So would you tell us a bit about what modern workplace means to you and the difference it's made to your life on, on both a personal and a professional level? Yeah, that, that's, I think it's a very interesting topic because a couple of years ago, we all talked about modern workplace. And then maybe during the last year, I've been talking about modern work. Mm. And the place part of the modern workplace has mm. gone somewhere yeah. because we can do modern work anywhere we are. So not just only at the workplace, but the workplace is basically anywhere you are on your computer or your mobile devices. And I think it's a huge change uh, in, in people's lives. And I think that maybe not all the organizations has even um, figured it out yet. So we are still like in the mode of like coping and thinking about, yes, now we work here in our kitchens and in our bedrooms. Mm. And uh, what about the future? So are we working at the workplace or are we working from home? What's the like a hybrid environment at work in, in the future? So I think that's a very interesting topic. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I love that distinction as well between modern workplace and modern work. That is so, so good and so true. Um, so what in your opinion then would be the most relevant modern work or modern workplace <laughs> uh, <laughs> trends or, or features at the moment yeah um 
Well, I think the remote work is, is here to stay. And I think Microsoft has the super cool work trend report. You can go and check those out. I think the newest one came just like a couple of weeks ago. And also in those uh, researches, they have found out that uh, I think it was over 70% of people will want to continue to work at least part-time from home or part-time part -time remotely. And when we are thinking about, for example, teamwork or efficient meetings, I think the future trend is how you can make teamwork and, and meetings and communications efficient and um, uh, everything, everything is running smoothly, even though when you are, some of you are at home, some of you are at the work workplace. So maybe the hybrid work is the new, new trend in the future. Mm. How do you, one of the things I've noticed is that Teams and maybe Zoom as well, they're kind of getting a bad reputation in a lot of circles insofar as a lot of folk are kind of tired of it. I think everyone's tired of everything at the minute, <laughs> but especially Teams and Zooms. How do you try and convert people into thinking that Teams isn't the problem, it's the way you're using it or the way that you're approaching it? And how do you then fix that for folks? Yet it's, it's not easy because technology is the easy thing to blame on. And uh, actually, I, I had these workshops with one of my, my customers. And basically, we are doing a internet project. So modern SharePoint, Viva Connections, all that super cool, cool stuff. And uh, from those workshops, people were complaining very much about search. So search doesn't find anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we looked into it, the real problem actually was that the content was outdated or there was like five similar pages around the same topic. And uh, in the end, the problem was the content produ producers, so the humans and the people. And um, it, it's much more harder to change the people mindset and change people how they think and how they act. It's, a, it's so much easier to blame that, oh, Teams is, is awful, I don't like Teams, I don't want to be in Teams calls. So, like, no magic tricks in here. <laughs> it's a lo long, long run, like a marathon. Ultra marathon, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it can be kind of hard to have that conversation with someone where you're, you're not saying that they are the problem, but they have to change their way of thinking and they have to do a little bit extra rather yeah. than just saying, oh, it's the software's fault, it's the system's fault. And I guess one of the things that is me as someone who doesn't necessarily work in SharePoint and Teams all that much, when I start hearing about things such as I hear about Viva and I hear about Syntex and things like that, I hear these buzzwords, but I have a hard time kind of, what would you say, translating them into how is that going to change my day how's that going to change the way i work how do you explain that to folks specifically viva or viva however it's pronounced uh i hear a, i hear a whole lot <laughs> of buzz about it but how does that uh, translate to helping me in my work yeah that's a, that's a good question and actually i don't know i i call it viva because like in, in finnish we speak like that but i don't know if it's viva viva I've not heard anyone call it Viva. You're the, that's the first time I've heard that. I must admit. Oh dear. So. I don't know where I pulled that from. Viva makes sense. It reminds me there used to be an Xbox game called Viva Pinata. That's a story for a different day. <laughs> anyway, digressing. 
Yeah. So, for example, with Viva Connections, um, it can be very, very like large topic and, and theme. And um, many of, if you if you go and read like Microsoft blogs, it's pretty much like the marketing stuff and very very American stuff and and all those like hype around new new products. But when you go to the customer, you can just super simply explain that you have your teams and then above your activity button in your team in the left hand rail, you will get this home button. And within your teams, you can click the home button and you will see your SharePoint internet. Wow. You don't have to go to the browser anymore when you want mm. to look your news. You can uh, read your news directly inside Teams. And that's super simple, but huge for the end user. And that's how I explain Viva at the moment. Even though I know it's loads more, but the simplest <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. It seems to me that uh, Teams is, I can't remember who it was said. I know it was on a, one of the Petri Enterprise Dish podcasts where they started referring to Teams as, the Teams is almost like a workplace operating system where you don't have to leave that context of Teams. Uh, do you find that folks make that shift from having jumping between Outlook and To-Do and Excel and SharePoint and Teams into going full in on Teams? Or do people still have to jump between all these different tools? People have to jump between like PowerPoint and Excel because if you try to edit your documents inside Teams, it's it's a mess. Yeah, you, you can do it, but it really, really doesn't work. But when we think about, for example, like some manual processes you have, it's super simple to automate those processes inside Teams with, with Power Automate, maybe with Power Apps. So you can maybe replace, for example, some of your Excels or some of your manual routine tasks with Power Automate and do those inside Teams. And I really, really hope we won't be needing that much email in the future mm. because all of our emails are messages in Teams. So yeah, yeah. The, having teams as hub for, hub for everything, I think it's a it's a real concept, but you it, it's not suitable for everything. You have to pick your pick your battles. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think it's very early days with it, isn't it? I think it will get there for sure, and I'm very interested in picking up on a point that you made, Rue, about uh, Teams as a as a platform rather than an app. I think I heard it may have been Satya Nadella himself des describing Teams as that platform. Don't call it an app, and that's very much the way it's going, um, which is super exciting. I think there's only going to be so much more to come uh, to enable you to work within teams but um awesome but changing gears just very very slightly i'd love to talk a little bit about the fact that um you were awarded as a microsoft mvp in uh, 2019 so many congratulations on that and absolutely deserved mm -hmm. um would you mind sharing with us a little bit about um what the mvp program is what it, what it means to you and uh, what your journey was to becoming a, a microsoft mvp oh yeah of course so basically the MVP program, when you go to the MVP website, it says very uh, highly that it's, it's, it's an award for the persons who are shown exceptional leadership in the community. <laughs> I, I find that uh, it, it's, it's nice to say, it, I think. But basically, for me, it's about 
sharing because sharing is caring like yeah, <laughs> yeah. so sharing knowledge share what you know learn from others and you can do it in in many many ways you can write blogs you can be active in tech community you can speak at conferences and basically for me it's easiest or mo most natural thing for me was to speak at conferences so in 19 uh, 20 2019 so many years ago <laughs> 2019, I, I attended my first conference, which was SharePoint Saturday London. I think oh, wow. now they are all collab days, so no hmm. more no more SharePoint Saturdays. But collab days, and um, I was pretty nervous because it was it was like it was uh, um, in in London. It was like a large event, and it's my first time first time doing doing anything like that. But I had so much fun. It, it was super nice to prepare the presentation because it's. Um, I think it's very different uh, to pre prepare presentations for conferences than it, it's to have presentations to your customers because the like the level of the knowledge is, is very different. So I really liked liked that, and then I attended to many many more conferences. I joined Twitter and uh, uh, was active in LinkedIn, and then basically. I, I got your word. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. And you, you, you mentioned community, um, and, and you're a very, very active member of that wider Microsoft uh, community, which, uh, which we're all part of, which, uh, which is an absolutely amazing community of people. Um, and that MVP journey that you've been on, it, it quite often seems to be a natural extension of, uh, of the work you do in that community in recognition of, of, of the effort that you put in and, and giving back. And that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. what, what does that community mean to you? How, how has it helped shape you and, um, and, and define your journey as, a, as, a, as an IT professional and, uh, and, and help you? Mm, I think for me, because, uh, for example, here in Finland, we... We are pretty limited community in Finland. We have acti active, for example, teams, consultants or modern workplace consultants, but we are like maybe 20, 40, 50, 50 people. Mm -hmm. And of course, not all are active, active in community wise. So having that large community all over the world or all over Europe uh, has a huge meaning for me personally to to gain more knowledge, to ask questions, to, to share ideas and thoughts. And uh, I really like the user groups based mm. in, in one country or around some topic and where you can conversate and have discussions with other people, with the same minded people around some, some topics such as like Teams adoption or, or mm. Power Apps. Yeah, I, I really do need to ask because it seems to me uh, outside looking in, there seems to be quite a bit of buzz about the kind of the Finnish IT and specifically Teams community, the Microsoft 365 community. I know it at the last Ignite, I believe you were part of a session called hashtag Fignite or yeah. F, F Ignite. I don't know. Again, I don't know how we're going to pronounce that. But Fignite. Yeah, is is it something in the water in Finland? What is it kind of draws such a such a little pocket of energy about N365 products? within uh, within the country yeah i think that's an interesting question i, I think in, in finland uh, we have i think 20 24 mvps in total but only a couple of couple of us uh, are working around uh, around microsoft teams 
uh, I really, really liked the Thick Night concept because it was about uh, five. It was five of us from different kinds of uh, different parts of uh, MJ65, Azure teams, etc. And all of us had our own like expertise, and we were sharing our tips and tricks how you can learn, uh, how organizations can learn learn things and uh, de develop their learning. But um, yeah, we have a quite active active people around the teams <laughs> teams community here in Finland and. Uh, I think uh, because the Finland is such a small, small country, and we have our own own language, so it's also nice to have those um, same-minded people with you, within your own language, and that creates the like the extra bus here here in Finland around teams mm -hmm. and and etc. But um, in addition to that, uh, Finland is one of the most uh, advanced countries when it comes to Microsoft Teams usage and, and being in the cloud and uh, using all of these new modern tools and, and uh, modern work. So basically we are very advanced in, in general ways in that as well. And do you find that, uh, I guess across the whole world, the whole adoption has been accelerated by COVID and the lockdowns where we're being forced to work from home. I get the perception that some countries will culturally adapt differently in the new world insofar as hybrid is always going to be with us more folks are going to be working from home but maybe within the more western europe that balance will shift so that more folk are in the office than working at home do you find that within finland things might change insofar as more folk will work from home than in the office what's your what's your feeling there mm. And I ask in part, I, I'll just jump in again. I ask in part because Finland, a lot like Scotland, famous yeah. for its famous for its climate and its culture. And yeah. I quite enjoy not having to uh, just go to work when it's dark and come back when it's dark and never see any daylight. Yeah, yeah, we 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 have the same issues. Uh, like, actually, personally, I I don't like at all working from home. I I would want to be at the office every day. And uh, I think the point is that we have so different personalities and you uh, organizations should uh, let people do what they want to do. So basically, if people want to work from home, it should be okay. And organizations should offer those kind of facilities at home, like elect electric tables or extra mm. monitors at home and uh, like good microso microphones at home. But um, when we think about hybrid work, I know it's super difficult to have like efficient workshops if part of the people are at the office in the same meeting room and then some of the attendees are remotely. It's just, it just it doesn't work that well. So you need to be very flexible in terms of can you please come to the office at a certain day or a certain time of the day and uh, make those playbook play, uh, guidelines for your team or for the whole organization. That makes how sense. have you found that? Sorry, Ru, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, on, on you go, Pete. I was, I was really just saying that, you know, you, there does seem to be a kind of emerging etiquette around the usage of teams insofar as if you are holding workshops and things like that, you know, I, I don't want to completely uh, smear folk with a label, but if you're sitting with your camera off and you're sitting on mute and you're in a meeting for an hour, that can kind of just kill any form of developing a relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Like I like I like to have video on, and I really uh, want my customers to have video on on as well, at least in the beginning, so you can see each other mm. and say hello, and then then maybe you can go off video if you really want to. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You um, at least in the beginning, as you say, so you can put names to faces, and then if we go into presentations, you can put it off and then or back on when you speak. Um, fantastic. So, um, on the subject of sort of work to life balance, that's a that's a very sort of um, question of its time, and that we're working in in pandemic life at the moment. How do you find your work life balance has been um, in in pre in pre COVID times, and and how does it differ now for you? And is it something that you're you're good at, or do you, do you feel you need to to work on that balance? Yeah, yeah, I've been struggling struggling a bit because, as I said, I like to be at the office, and it's very mm. logical for me to. To like wake up early, go and train at the gym in the morning, then go to the office, uh, have my working day there, and then I'm ready. I will shut down everything and go home, and then I have my free free night. But uh, when I'm working from home, well, I'm I'm here like 24/7, so it's very hard to stop working. Mm. And uh, and uh, I know it's only me. Uh, some some other people like it. Some other people love uh, working from home, and they have no like uh, difficulties with their work-life balance. But uh, what has helped for me, for example, has been that I have made a, a what a pact with myself, a deal with myself yeah. that, uh, for example, I don't work uh, at the weekends. So mm -hmm. I don't. Also, I don't uh, do any community stuff in the weekends if I don't have to so i don't for example use linkedin or twitter in, in the weekends and uh, that's helped me a lot i have a bit of like a fear of missing out sometimes <laughs> in, in the weekends when i open twitter in the morning and it's, it has like 20 notifications but um that's something that's that has helped me so like mm. no work in, in the weekends Oh, I know what you mean. Definitely. I have that same fear of missing out, that FOMO. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I try and do the same. I try and turn it off wherever I can and get that quality time with family. But then you'll go back onto Twitter and you'll see a really great conversation from some community people. And you think, oh, I've got a really great answer to that. But there's already 20 responses. And oh, they took my answer. But as long as the point has been made, that is fine. That's all that counts. But um, but it gets a bit, oh, I can't believe I missed the opportunity to, to get involved in, in, in this debate. But um, on the subject of um, sort of going in and out of the office as well, um, have you looked at um, some of the new features, getting back to something you love talking about, Viva and Insights, some of the features like virtual commute? Have you tried to, to take advantage of any of those features to, to help you with that sort of balance? I really, really am looking forward for the Viva Insights to, to be in my tenant because it's not at the moment. And oh. I see old hosts like screenshots in Twitter and I'm like... I wanted to, but yeah, not for me. Oh, I can't believe it! I can't believe yeah. it. But um, I've I've played I've played about with it. I should do as I uh, as I say, not as I do, because I've not done it at all yet, and I need to get more organised with it. Um, but it's it's absolutely brilliant, and I hope it comes <laughs> into your tenant for you soon, Carolina. I really do, because it's 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 fantastic. But yeah. um, okay, I, I hope they will be there. But um, as for, for example, virtual reality and autos, mm. Microsoft Mess and Altspace, I don't know. I, I know that, for example, like Vesa Noponen here in Finland, he's super into all of that Mr. stuff. Mr. Teams. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Teams. Hi, Vesku. Hi, Vesku. <laughs> uh, but um, 
<laughs> that I know. We actually just talked about with with Wesco uh, this morning about Teams Nation, and uh, and we have the Alt Space VR party after after the conference. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know if it's my thing. And so I may be the the um, slow person in here. Maybe I will be into virtual reality like in two years when it's mainstream. <laughs> I was the same. I didn't think I would like it or get it, especially as I don't have a VR headset. Um, yeah. But but I tried it a couple of weeks ago after MVP Summit and um, and after making a mess of getting in there and not figuring out how to get off mute or figure out who anyone was that came up to me and <laughs> talked to me and how to navigate around. I was, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm getting the hang of this. And, and it's really, really cool. It's, it's quite a, it's, it, it is kind of like being in a, in a, in a party without actually being there. So I, I would definitely encourage you to give it a, a try after, after Teams Nation and, and, and yeah. see what you think of it. It's, it's really strange. Um, and when you, when you get in there, um, I, I know that Vescu uh, and, and, and Ali from, from Microsoft are, are going to be acting as moderators and greeters. Cause when I first went into that one, Ali was like, Hey Peter, welcome and greet, greeting and sort of trying to guide you around a bit. So there's always someone to help you figure out cool. your way around. But once, once you get into it, it's, it's super fun, super fun. <laughs> um, I must try it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, so, um, so how, on, how does that, how does that work for those of us that haven't been involved with it? Is it a kind of, is it like a second life thing? And so far as you've got this little avatar that walks around talking to people. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And yeah, pretty much. Because uh, you only you've got hands, but no arms. Also, there's there's bits of you missing. You've got a head <laughs> and, a, right. and a torso and hands, but that's about it. I, I think, from okay. what I can recall. Um, so it's like a little little platform video game character, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and I made a version of myself that it's it's hard to get yourself looking as accurate as 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 you think you look uh, as you'd like to, um, and the only hair that I could find that worked on me was actually um, was girls' hair that that actually looked most like my <laughs> hair at the moment. So <laughs> so that's what I've got, <laughs> which is awesome. fine as long as it looks like me. <laughs> Oh, fantastic, fantastic! But this just talking like this just makes you realize how great this community is that we we belong to. Actually, is it's it's, it's unique. I've I've not come across anything quite like it. And what I'd like to ask you, uh, Carolina, is what would you say to someone who might be thinking about becoming active in this community of ours, and or even trying to become a Microsoft MVP? How how would they go about that? And would you encourage them to do that? Of course, I would. Of course, <laughs> everybody to be be active in, in the community and. Um, I, I think maybe the, the biggest, um, biggest um, tip would be to do what you love. So mm. do, do what you have a passion for. And uh, for, at first, it may seem that you have a passion for a bit of everything. But when you, for example, start writing posts in LinkedIn or start writing blog posts, can you deep dive into something? For example, first, I was interested in like pretty much everything around Teams and everything around Teams user adoption. And now I'm, for example, I don't write blog posts. I have like said I, I don't do that because I don't have the time. I focus on more like uh, being in, in conferences. Or, or for example, uh, you could focus on some certain, certain topic, for example, around uh, power apps or power apps adoption. And not the whole whole, whole uh, Microsoft 365 world. So maybe the, the second tip would be that have have to have this kind of focus, but it, it will come come uh, within time. So you don't have to be scared 
that you are not uh, able to know everything about everything. Because that's the power of a community. That there, there is always someone who can answer your questions and uh, tell something if you are not sure or if you if you ha have some question. Absolutely true. Uh, that is so true. And it's reminded me of a, um, a really nice lady who's an MVP. She's in South Africa, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she has a great saying, which is, I don't know everything, but I know everyone who does. And Tracy. that is... Tracy, thank you. Tracy. <laughs> That's Tracy. Yeah. yeah. I, knew, I knew you'd know as soon as I, as I mentioned <laughs> the phrase, because she says it all the time. And I love that. Um, yeah. And I want to, I want to steal that because it's so true. Because everyone in the community is just willing to help, and and uh, and you can learn from them. And I've learned so much from the amazing people in, in this community. It's it, it's so fantastic. It really is. But uh, I've forgotten whose turn it is. Ru, is it me or you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will just, I will just pick up on that note because you know, it's. I remember about. I've been in IT now for just shy of ten years. And I remember coming out and getting my first job in, in tech support and feeling kind of uh, anxious insofar as you realize very quickly how little you realize how quickly how little you know and also how much you don't know. And that can be quite intimidating. And I remember uh, uh, a fella in the company at the time and he kind of said, just tell them you don't know. And I was like, what? That, that's great. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But you, you kind of start wrestling with it, and it becomes a, it becomes kind of powerful just having the ability to say, I don't know, and that's it. And yet there's, I guess you could follow that by saying, you know, uh, but I know someone that does know or I will find out. But it kind of, I don't know, I always just found it quite a a nice thing to fall back on as far as just saying, I don't know. And I realize that this is kind of just rambling on a little bit. But I think there's such a pressure on folks to kind of have that thing like you know someone comes to you one maybe you're a consultant so i'm paying you a fair amount of money to tell me the answers or two you're an internal it person how can you not know but there's there's too much out there uh especially now when we're just getting thrown new features and new settings and all this kind of stuff uh every single month there's something new to learn anyway that that's that was my turn pete back to you <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem, no problem. But um, one thing I want to pick up on a little bit, it's not in the, so I'll surprise you here because I didn't, it's one of, one of the pre-prepared questions, but one thing I've had a little bit lately is almost the feeling of slight burnout from doing maybe one too many events because sometimes they come thick and fast and uh, you'll do, you'll sign up to speak at user groups and conferences and um, some get accepted, some don't. And you go through phases where you're busier than other times and sessions will get accepted and before you know it, one week, oh, I've actually got four or five speaking events this week. And um, I felt a little bit of um, speaking fatigue l lately, I must admit. And, and I have had to pull out, regrettably, of a few events for, for personal and, and work reasons recently. How, have you found the same? Have you, have you found that that's something that hits you? And um, do, do you find a balance for that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I really like speaking at live events. Because mm. I really, really miss miss the like human interaction and and the uh, response from the audience and and questions from the audience and all of that is missing from from online events. Of course, you can have like Q and A and uh, chat chat into online events, mm. but it, it's it's not the same. I I won't see live live interaction, and uh, yeah, I've also had like this this fatigue a bit. So for example, I haven't. Um, uh, apply for so so many events 
for example, this, this uh, spring as I could have. So I have like intentionally missed out some, some events. Mm. And uh, I really hope in, in the autumn, maybe, maybe we can have some, some, li some live things as well. So it, it will be nice again. It certainly will. There's, there's, there's a couple planned in, in the UK this year that will be sort of part in person, part virtual, if the pandemic allows, fingers crossed. But we have Commsverse coming up in September and uh, South Coast Summit in, in October, which are, are at the moment going to be in person. So so fingers crossed. I, I don't know. If you, do you have any in, in Finland that have been announced particularly that might be in person or...? Or nothing like that uh, just yet? Um, at the moment, no, but we are thinking about as soon as we are able to, we will have our Teams Community Finland event live or a hybrid in, in maybe maybe in September if everything works out. Oh, fingers crossed. I hope that comes, uh, yeah. com comes to pass, shall we say. But um, awesome. One thing I want to shift gear a little bit here and... Um, on this show, we, we Rue and myself are, are, are big allies of our wonderful females in, in tech. And um, what I'd like, what we'd like to ask you is, as a female in tech yourself, where do you feel that we are right now in terms of gender parity within women in tech and in the community? Are we doing enough to support and encourage women and girls to pursue a career in tech? Uh, and what more can we all do, in, in your opinion, to, to be allies to our amazing women in tech? Mm, yeah, um, for of course I'm a bit. Um, what, what's the what's the real word? Like um, I I have it all good because I'm I'm in Finland and like mm -hmm. Finland is one of the best countries in the world for like equality and stuff. Mm. But I know the situation is not the same everywhere else else in the world. And um, for uh, I think that for example, toes uh, we have this girls go code thing community in, in Finland. I think you have similar th communities all around the world. Yeah. So those could be very uh, nice things if you are a girl and thinking about a career in IT or a career, a career in coding. So those kind of things would be very, very nice things and easy, easy things to get involved in. And um, I would also like to point out that maybe girls think as technology that you have to be a developer or you have to be a coder and uh, for example I'm not I don't know anything about being a developer I don't code anything but I'm in tech and I do everything that revolves around tech and Microsoft so it's not only only like um, short-sighted to look look on like for for example only the developer part of technology but you can think about career and women tech in, in very much wider view as well. Absolutely, absolutely. There are the, and I'm the same. I'm not a developer or coder, never have been, never will be. It terrifies me that <laughs> but the platform that we're working in at the moment is, is is so good for all of us to 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 develop our skills and learn and low code, no code, power platform, all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. is, is is really, really exciting. Um, but no, I think um, looking at the community in general and and, and MVPs, uh, for example, I think there is still a, a bit of a disparity between male and female MVPs. I think that maybe is uh, just historically because of certain genders historically have gravitated towards certain jobs. But we need to do more to encourage women and girls to to, to realize that they can have a career in tech and they don't have to be 
deep level programmers or developers, there's lots of opportunities. There's lots of things that um, all genders can do within tech, and we need to, to support that and, and promote awareness about it. And um, there's lots of good groups out there now as well. I mean, um, the, the Women in Teams community, which has been going for, yeah. a, for a while now with uh, the wonderful Laurie Potmeyer and uh, at Microsoft. Uh, yay, absolutely. <laughs> I really don't do that very well. I really do that. <laughs> um, and, and I know Kathy Moyer at Microsoft as well. She has a, um, a monthly get-together as well. I, if you're listening, Kathy, I do apologize. I can't remember the name of, of your group, but we, we will find that and put it in the show notes. So anyone watching or listening can, can, can go on and, and find those great groups. Um, fantastic, fantastic. So um, I think we're, we're, we're starting to come towards the end, and I'm very conscious that we don't want to take up too much of your valuable time today, and we do appreciate you you giving that to us, but um, would you like to sort of tell us a bit about what you like to do in your spare time? What, what, what do you like to do when you switch off from, from, mm -hmm. from work and community, if indeed you do? Yeah, yeah of course. Of course, uh, during these times, pretty much nothing. But if you <laughs> think about the normal situation, <laughs> so um, I, I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I, I walk a lot. At the moment when the gyms are closed, I run outside, but I actually, I like hate running. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I train, I go bouldering, like climbing indoors. Oh, wow. That's oh, fun. Cool. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I liked, like to travel when it was possible. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. later on this year again. <laughs> mm. And I like to read. I read. I like Actual books, like oh. not e-books or anything, like actual, actual books. Mm. Fantastic. Real, what sort of books do you like to read? Like pages and everything. Um, basically, like pretty popular books, like not, nothing, uh, uh, most, mostly fiction. Mm -hmm. Like popular American, European, Finnish fiction. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, there's a lot, a lot of out there to choose from, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of sort of physical books and things like that are coming back and, and becoming more popular again, aren't there? And like old vinyl record players, for example, as well. Yeah. All, all the all the old stuffs coming back around and coming yeah. back yeah. in fashion again. But um, it's just nice to to feel the pages and flick through a real book and just grab it and hold it and stick yeah. notes in it and all that kind of thing. Definitely, I do. I do have a question. Just thinking back to. You mentioned earlier how you kind of you're able to shut off of being shut off of their professional career over the weekend and things like that. And to me, mm -hmm. uh, that the, the discipline that that must take is, is staggering to me because I'm I'm the opposite. I just I just can't. And you know it's it's bad, but every I don't know every half hour at least I, I just glance at the phone and scroll for about five minutes and then boom, put it away. And I know it's ba a bad habit. How did you? Did you have to decide to do that? Did you have to kind of fight that bad habit? Or has that always been something you've been able to do? I, I have to decide it like actively. But also, for example, I don't have any notifications on my mobile phone. Like mm. I, I, get phone, I get phone calls and I get WhatsApp messages, but all the other notifications are off. So, so my phone isn't like blinging all the time, but hey, go and look at Instagram or go, go and look at Teams. So that helps, I think. Yeah, good show. And I get, because it's funny because I've read so many books about this kind of stuff, but I'm still desperate and I'm still hopeless at it. And one of the books 
just just on the subject of books that I would recommend is I believe it's by a guy called Cal Newport and it's called Deep Work and it talks about the ability to just switch off at the weekend and he actually makes the point that people are generally more productive if they do just set aside here's the period in which I'm going to work and here's the period at which is my personal time and that's my downtime the idea being that you get more energy into your work if you do set it apart so that's just something that I'm struggling with at the minute uh, and it's definitely not made any easier by the by the lockdowns yeah cool no I think lockdown has definitely been a big big impact on all of us in that regard I think none of us are making sort of normal decisions that we would do in 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 these strange old times we find ourselves in um but um fingers crossed hopefully we're we're coming towards the the, the right end of the pandemic now for, I, I really hope so because it would be so nice to to get back to some sort of normality and, and see people again um so carolina wonderful uh, to have you with us is there anything else you'd like to share with us today be- before we we finish off Mm, it's been a pleasure to be here. It's always nice to like see people even even on video and have talk like these because of course n- without live encounters these are so rare rare and mm. precious at the moment as well. So thank you for having me today. Totally agree. Thanks for joining us. And I guess uh, do you have I, I believe you're speaking at Teams Nation coming up. So just to see if you could let folks know uh, what you're going to be talking about there, and then also how can they find you online. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, so Teams Nation is next week, and I actually I have three sessions in in Teams Nation <laughs> because I have my own session, and uh, my own session is about uh, how to ensure the feeling of belongingness and and uh, how to empower people when we are working remotely. So all about that employee experience and uh, Viva insights <laughs> and that super cool stuff, and also we have. Another session with our ACM Teams Europe user group, so our adaption management, uh, adaption and change management focused user group. We are talking about how to make uh, Teams home for everyone. And then we have our Finnish Teams Community Finland user group, but it's in Finnish, so we are talking about uh, meeting habits in in Finnish. (laughs) So it's on the 12th of May next week. So welcome, welcome there. Super cool author assistant as well, not only mine. Oh, we Good can't stuff. wait for it. We're, we're all looking forward to Teams Nation, one of the best events of the year. So um, mm-hmm. lo- looking forward to it massively. Um, fantastic. Well, we'll put all your Twitter and how people can reach you and, and, and what you're speaking about in the show notes for, for this for this uh, wonderful episode five that we've, that we've had. I've, I've enjoyed immensely talking to you carolina it's been lovely for you to join us uh rue thank you my partner in crime as always um i froze there i didn't really freeze i had a i had had an actual freeze we'll not edit that out because we like to keep it real um I, i literally just had a complete freeze moment i don't know what happened there but um, it's made everyone laugh, so that's good. Yeah. I'm here to entertain. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, Rue, do you want to sign it off, as I'm not capable of doing so? <laughs> yes, sure. I'll let you uh, defrost uh, when I sign us out. So thanks, everyone, for joining us for episode five. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Carolina, for joining us. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, Take care. Bye.